0: I like that song. It made me want to dance right there. Do you think Judy's not in here right now? She probably walked back in doing her little African thing. Amen. Let's give the Lord another big hand. One more great, awesome praise tonight. How many know he's worthy? Amen. Well, don't forget, this is a big week coming up, a family and time together as the church and we're going to have our Thanksgiving dinner this Sunday. Don't forget about that. So see Brenda please right here in the front uh, what you need to bring and I'm sure we still need stuff and uh, we're going to be setting up after church Sunday morning getting ready for that. Judy did you hear that song? Were you back there dancing? You didn't hear it huh? Was a good African song just now. And uh, Sunday morning we're going to have a little ceremony for Donnie and Nicole. They're, they're married but we're going to have a little ceremony here in the church. Amen. So you guys be ready for that. They've been a blessing to us. They got their new baby here this tonight. Amen. So God is going to move and continue to move in their hearts. Open your Bibles tonight, if you would, to the book of Psalms 119. Psalms 119. Amen. <coughs> Excuse me. We've got uh, practice on Friday to be keeping us in prayer. We've got uh, only about three weeks left before the play. And God's got to help us get it together. So if you're not in it, pray, please. And if you're in it, play and pray. Amen. Yes, Friday night we're going to be uh, staying after as well, after the practice for anybody who can and will to help decorate for Christmas as well. That's fun. Amen. We'll put some Christmas music on and uh, get get the church decorated. And so we need your help on that. How many want to work for the Lord? Amen. Amen. Let's stay busy for Jesus. I want to talk tonight. As you're getting to Psalms 119 about something that is super important uh, especially when we're talking about you know I mentioned on on Sunday what would you do if Jesus or if the doctor gave you four weeks to live you know and I talked about some attitudes and some thoughts and some things we would do and then you know I've been preaching about the return of Christ we know he can come back at any time any moment and we know that life can end at any moment. There's all kinds of reasons why we need to live our life every day like it's our last. And one of the most important things we can do that I want to talk about tonight is we can we need to keep our hearts pure. Amen? Amen? So I want to talk tonight, if you're taking notes, about keeping your heart pure. Now as you're in Psalms 119, I'm going to go over just a few uh keys tonight a few uh, things that you can think about to help you keep your heart pure now if if you are are saved and a believer then you've got a pure heart but you have to keep it pure and this world and the, the the things of this world and sin and and just the ambience of what we live in can really attack your heart can you say amen People around you, things around you, situations around you. We don't live in a divine bubble of protection. And so we have to go out and we have to stay clean in a dirty world. We have to stay pure in an unpure world. And we have to keep our hearts pure in an unpure world. Can you say amen? So we, we as believers tonight, we have to say, okay, I've got a pure heart, but I want to keep it pure. And, and here's a key and a promise from God. God said, through Jesus Christ, His Son, while He was on this earth, in Matthew 5, 8, He said, Blessed are they who are pure in heart. Amen? Amen. Blessed are they who are pure in heart. And He didn't just say they were blessed. He said, they shall see God. Amen? Amen? So that we can obviously know that it's very important that we stay pure and we stay clean. Because if you're pure and clean and see God, what does that mean? If you don't stay pure, then you're in danger. Amen? So we've got to keep our hearts clean. And how many know that every week and every day the devil can throw stuff at us to get us stuff in our hearts? And we have to be on the defense. You can't walk through this world and just hope that nothing gets in you. It's all around you. It's surrounding. It'd be like if, if today the news came out and there was a huge virus that was going throughout the city of Denton, Texas and we had to be very careful if we were even allowed to go out into it in the, it could be airborne and we had to have to wear masks or something. We'd have, to, we'd have to really cover ourselves. We'd have to really be careful. How many know that even right now in the flu season we, we, we don't shake hands as much maybe and we're, we're wiping our hands and there's a lot of germs going around. It's the same way we don't want to get sick it's the same way in our walk with God we have to be on the defense and make sure that nothing gets around us that can that can cause impurity to come into our hearts because he says blessed are they who are pure in heart for they shall see God so look at Psalms 119 if you're taking notes I want you to write four things down tonight is how to keep your heart pure number one is you've got to stay in the word of God Amen. Psalms 119 verse 9. If you're there, I want you to read with me a few verses here. He says, how can a young man cleanse his way? How can a young man cleanse his way? And look what he says. What's the answer? By taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart, I have sought you. Verse 10. Oh, let not wonder Let me not wander from your commandments. Now, as I continue to read on, church, we got to realize that you can know the Word of God and you can understand the Word of God and you can read the Word of God, but you have to stay in the walk of the Word of God. You have to heed to the Word of God. Amen? He says here, if the Bible says you can wander from His commandments, then that means you can wander from His commandments. That means we have to stay on the path. Of the word of God. How many know it wouldn't do any good to know the word of God back here. On the, on the path of life. And then get here in the middle. And not be in the word anymore. And have left what I knew back there. Wow. He says. He didn't say read the word and remember it. Or read the word and say it. He said keep it in your heart. Wow. Now keep reading with me. That, I got ahead of myself. Sorry verse 11. Your word have I hidden in my heart. That I might not sin against you. Amen. Blessed are you, O Lord. And then there's a teachableness that says, God, teach me your statutes. Amen. How many know how humility is important Amen. of keeping a pure heart? You might think, man, I, I, I got this together. Well, you're in trouble. When we start to think we re- we've got it up together, we don't. We need we need to stay humble. Amen. I've been studying this thing for 20 years and I still don't know it all. We've got to stay in the word and and keep it there and and continue to stay teachable. I learn something every week. How about you? If you get to a place where you're not learning anymore, you're in trouble. his, His mercies are new every morning. It says, with my lips, I have declared all the judgments of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much in all riches. And watch this. I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. And then here's a really important thing. I will delight myself in your statutes. How many know it's one thing to, to, to believe the word? It's another to love the word. It's one thing to say, okay, I know that's true. And it's another to delight yourself in the word of God. But you know what that means? We got to delight ourselves in the good and the bad. We got to delight ourselves in the pats on the back and delight ourselves in the spankings on the back. God corrects those he loves, amen. And we have to take the sweet and we have to take the salty. We have to take the dessert and we have to take the meat. Amen, the full counsel. And then he says, I will not, Forget your word. So number one, way to keep your heart pure is to stay in the word. Amen. Now you ask yourself, I, this is always, I'm always giving you messages to check your heart. Ask yourself, am I in the word every day? Am I staying in the word? Now, I, I help you out a little bit because I send you the word every day. So you don't have an excuse. You're at least getting one verse every day. Amen. Unless you're like Jacob that said, I didn't get my word yesterday. And I said, that's weird. Because it was in the list. Amen. But you're at least getting a verse. So I'm trying to prick you to, oh, I need to read the word, remember. And then we need to be in the word. And you ask yourself, you think about this. The days, or hopefully not the weeks, but the days or the day, you don't get in the word. You look at how your day is compared to the days you get in the word. Amen. Amen. You think about how, how you read the word and it purifies your heart. Because it's a mirror, you're looking at that mirror, and, 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 it's say, and you, you're dealing with something in your heart, and it's saying, you need to change that. That's not right, that's an attitude that needs to be changed. His word is always doing something in us, it's piercing us, it's touching us. And so, number one is to stay in the word. Number two, and these kind of all go hand in hand and walk together, we need to stay clean, The way you keep your heart pure is you stay clean. How many know if you got a new set of jeans or shoes or whatever, the best way to keep them clean is to stay out of the mud? Right? You can't say, well, God, help me out. I'm going to run through this mud. But by the time I get to the other side, I hope my shoes are still clean. Amen? You got to be careful to understand that the way you stay clean is to stay away from dirt. Stay away from the world. Stay away from the mess. Now there's going to be times the world's going to chase you down. And then if you get a little bit infected or something happens, then you clean yourself up. How many know we've got the blood of Jesus? Amen. That cleanses us from all of our sins. Can you say amen? First John seven says, The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from some of our sins all our sins hallelujah that's enough to go home on right there the blood of jesus christ his son cleanses us from all sin so when i make a mistake when i get around the dirt when i get dirty how many know that if you're staying clean watch this if you're staying clean you notice the dirt faster if you're dirty And you're in the world, and you're messing around with the world, and you're doing all these things, you don't even realize you're dirty. But when you're staying clean, and you're trying to keep everything clean in your walk with God, I'm giving you a physical example, then when you get dirty, you notice it, that stain on your pants, or that stain on your shirt, or food on your lips. Amen? And you clean it off. You say, oh, I got dirty, let me clean up. Amen? And so he's wanting us to stay clean. This is a daily thing. This isn't something we come in on Sundays Sunday morning and get clean for the week or, or, you know, the old Testament was obviously different. And me and Jeff were talking about this from him being, you know, raised Jewish and how the Jewish people would, would once a year, the day of atonement, try to atone for all their sins for the entire year in one day. Can you imagine? Not too easy. Amen. I, we have enough troubles one day at a time. And so God, you know, don't wait till tomorrow to confess today's sin. Don't wait till tomorrow to clean off today's sin. When you sin, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. When you sin, the Holy Spirit will say, you, you just messed up. You'll feel it. You'll know it. And you're right there. Say, God, I'm sorry for that. Forgive me for that. Cleanse me of that right now. I'm sorry. And you immediately ask for forgiveness. And that's what 1 John 1.9 says. He says, if we confess our sins. Listen, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins and listen, and cleanse us from all wickedness. Isn't that awesome? He's 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 faithful and just not just to forgive us, but he says, as I forgive you, I cleanse you. I clean you. Picture Jesus cleaning your body off, cleaning your clothes off, taking care of you, getting that dirt off because you came to him and you confessed your sin to him when I confess my sin. But how many know a confession is important? Amen. Not to a priest, not to a person. The Bible says we're supposed to confess our sins one to another for healing but not for forgiveness. But we go to the Lord and we say, God, I'm sorry for that. Now here's the key. You don't just go to the Lord and say, God, I'm sorry for that. You mean it. Because God knows your heart. He knows the intentions of your heart. And if I know that I'm going to Him and I'm asking for forgiveness so I can get clean today so I can sin again tomorrow, then I'm not not right. There's something in me that says, I'm really sorry. I meant, I didn't mean to do that, and I don't want to do it again. And you might do it again, but you're not going to do it on purpose. But something inside of you, and how many know we've got to check our hearts? I'm talking about keeping your heart pure. And, and, again, the world is going to surround you, attack you, go at you. The devil's got angels that are fallen that are demons. And they're going to come and torment you. They're going to talk to you. They're going to mess with you. They're going to speak to you. They're going to lie to you. They're going to tell you all kinds of things. And you're going to have a mind battle that you're going to have to win. And you're going to have to keep your mind pure. So your heart stays pure. Number three. You need to keep your faith alive. Faith. Keep your faith alive. How many know sometimes, well, not even sometimes, a lot of times we don't feel faith. We don't feel forgiven. We don't feel clean. You know why you don't feel clean? Because we have an enemy that the Bible says is the accuser of the brethren. The father of all lies. And you can be in good standing with God and you can be forgiven by God and you can have your sins forgiven by the Lord and you could be in a place of good standing with God and a pure heart and the devil can come and lie to you and say, man, you're not right. You're not good enough. And he'll tell you all these different lies and we'll believe it sometimes. But we got to remember he is good at what he does. I'm not trying to give him any credit. But we've got to stay keeping our faith alive amen we've got to say you know what i don't feel saved but i know i am i don't feel good but i know i am in god's eyes i don't feel pure but i know i am in god's eyes because his word says i am that's faith you're not always going to feel saved you're not always going to feel right You're going to feel dirty sometimes. You're going to feel messed up sometimes. But something inside of you says, no, I believe that the Bible says if I confess my sins, I'm forgiven. And if he says I'm forgiven, my sins are as far as the east is from the west. They're thrown into the sea of forgetfulness. And I am forgiven in the name of Jesus. I'm not going to listen to the lies of the enemy. Keep it alive. You know what faith does? It's a soul-cleansing grace. Soul cleansing grace. Grace. We are in the grace period. We are saved by grace. It is the soul cleansing grace. When I continue to say, God, I don't feel it, but I believe it. I don't feel it, but I know it. It's a soul cleansing grace. Listen to what this says. Just write this down. Acts 15, 9 says, having purified their hearts by faith. Hey, I'm talking about keeping your heart clean. How do you keep your heart clean? By by faith. Acts 15, 9. Having purified their hearts by faith. So as you believe, think about this. As you're in that moment where your faith is being attacked. Your faith is being lied to. Your faith is, the devil's tormenting you right to your face about a situation. Whether it's way in the past or present or, or something you're thinking about doing. Regardless of what the sin is, as that is right there in your face, you are saying, I, I'm going to believe no matter what I feel. And as you believe and as you express faith and as you step out in faith and as you believe by faith, as you're doing that, look, watch this. As you're using your faith, you're purifying your, your heart. Because, church, we've got to remember that this is why God has established the way life is because he wants us to truly see where our faith is. And if everything we wanted was right in front of our face and we could see it, we wouldn't need faith. It says purifying their hearts by faith. Let me read you another verse that's powerful. Jude, the book of Jude, I'll say 124, but it's only because there's only one chapter. And if I'd have said Jude 24, you might have been looking for 24th chapter of Jude. But Jude one twenty four says this, faith is saying, God, I don't know if I, or sorry, flesh says, God, I don't know if I can make it. God, I don't know if I can stand. Have you ever had a moment like that, church, Wednesday night service, Wednesday night people that you feel like, man, I don't know if I can make it, God. Amen. Amen. I believe we all have. I don't know if I'm, I don't, I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'm strong enough. I don't think I've got enough faith. And Don't feel bad. The guy said in the Bible, help me with my unbelief. Amen. Amen. It's okay to have a moment of unbelief. It's okay to have a moment where you don't feel faith, but get over it. Amen. Get past it and say, I believe. I believe. Listen to what this says. Jude one twenty four to him, him who is able. Write that down if you're taking notes. God is able. Amen. God is able. He says, to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. We could go home on that right there. I could go home happy right there. Let me read it again, because some of y'all know we're in Wednesday night mode, and we got half of that right there, maybe if we on a good, on a good night, amen? Let me read that to you again. To him... Remember, we're not talking about a guy or a girl or a person or a government or, or anything. We're talking about to him, the Bible says, he's the one who said, I have overcome death. I've overcome the grave. I am who I am, who I am. amen, to him who is able. It means he cannot fail, he cannot lie. Numbers says God is not a God that he can lie. He says to him who is able to keep you from stumbling, so you say, man, God, what What if I, if I fall? What if I stumble? Well, it, listen, here's the thing. Some people say, do you think I've fallen? Do you think I'm stumbling? And I go, no, just because you just asked that shows you're not. Right. Did you get that? Yes. Someone would say, how do I know if I've blasphemed the Holy Spirit? By the fact that you're asking. You haven't. See what I'm saying? And so if you're afraid, am I going to fall? Am I going to stumble? He says he's able to keep us from stumbling. But obviously, he's not talking about just anybody. He's talking about somebody whose heart is pure. He's talking about somebody who wants to make it. Talking about somebody who is in love with God. And he says, hey, then this goes back to if you abide in me, I will abide in you. There is an if. But if you do your part to believe, if you do your part to stand, then he will not let you fall. Amen. It's that you're saying, God, I trust you to forgive me. I trust you to keep me in good standing. I trust you to know my heart. I trust you to when these things come and attack me, you are gonna make a way out. The word the Bible says there's no temptation that's overcome you. That's not common to man. And when that temptation comes, he'll give you a way out. There's a trust in there. in church, we're in a time right now in this uncertainty of this world where we have to say, God, you are able to keep me. Amen? You're able to keep me from stumbling. And to present, listen, to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. I don't know if you listened to what, I don't know if you caught what that just said. That means Jesus is going to present you to God. He's your lawyer. Amen? He's not going to say, okay, there's God's throne. Go in. I'll be waiting out here. He said, I'm going to present you to my father. Amen? That's a good word. Keep your faith alive. You're doing that by being here tonight. You do that every time you come to church. You do that every time you read your Bible. You do that every time you pray. You're keeping your faith alive. And last, last but not least, number four. These are things you can do to keep your heart pure. Pray in purity. Now that can be go both ways. Pray in purity of God and also pray in the purity. Okay, That's, that kind of goes both ways. Pray in the purity. Listen, I'm going to read a verse from the book of Job. Job said these words, Who can bring a clean thing out of something unclean? Job asked that question. Who can bring a clean thing out of something unclean? Now, let's understand what the Bible says. Who's unclean? All of us. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And who is good? Jesus said, nobody, not one. So who's the unclean? All of us. And Job is saying, who is, and now listen to who's saying this. Of course, this is hindsight for us, not for him. I don't think he realized how good he was in God's eyes. But the Bible calls him the most just and most faithful man at that time who ever lived. And he was a good man and God loved him so much and trusted him so much that he said, hey devil, have you considered my servant Job? You need to remember that next time. I need to remember that. We need to remember that. That when we're being challenged and we're being attacked and we're going through something, it's because our Father is up in heaven saying, I know that you can handle this. I've already worked it out. And I asked the devil to come mess with you because I know you're going to make it out. I believe in you. Amen. If he believed in Job, he believes in us too. That's why you say sometimes, man, if I'm not going through a trial, maybe I'm not doing enough right for God to say, hey, have you considered my servant? Don't look at temptation and don't look at attacks always bad. And he says, who can bring a clean thing out of something unclean? Guess who? God. God can. God can. Out of an impure heart, he can produce grace. Out of an impure heart, He can produce grace. Amen? Because we realize tonight we're saved, we're delivered, and we're healed by grace. But then once that gets placed on our hands, we got to understand, we're in a position of purity tonight by the blood of Jesus. We're in a position of purity tonight by God. We're in a position of purity because of his goodness. But here's where we have to come in and do our part. Our part is, God, now I accept the purity of God. I accept the goodness of God. I accept your sacrifice on the cross. And now I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to pray in it. I'm going to keep my faith in it. I'm going to stay clean in it. I'm going to stay in your word in purity. How many are following me tonight? Amen. So listen to these again. Stay in the word. Stay in the word. You ask yourself that question. Am I in the word? Am I reading enough? Now, don't, don't do it religiously. Oh, I'm going to read five chapters tomorrow so God can be happy with me. Don't do any good to read five chapters if you don't live it. It don't do any good to read five chapters if you don't apply it. It doesn't do any good to read five chapters if you don't retain it. Say amen again. It's not about trying. Now, there's a side of discipline to that. Well, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to read some word. I'm gonna make, you know, there's a discipline side, but don't take out the grace of saying, I'm going to read your word because I want to read your word. Because it's life. Stay in the word. Number two, stay clean. Staying clean is a choice. It's easy to get dirty. Remember that. It's not hard to get dirty. Getting dirty is easy. We could all get dirty tonight. Easy. There's many ways. Thousands, millions of ways to get dirty and only one way to get clean. Can you believe that? There's thousands and millions of ways to get dirty, one way to get clean. That's by the blood of Jesus. But that blood can clean the thousands and the millions of the ways to get dirty. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Keep your heart clean. Number three. What was number one? All right. Two. Stay clean. Number three. Keep your faith alive. Stay in the faith. Stay in the faith. God, I believe. I believe. I'm going to stay. Everybody else, see, this is, you know, there was a time in the Bible when God said, hey, your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, your friends, your your family, your your, everybody's going to, could abandon you. You have to get to a place where you serve God for you. Not anybody else. You have to serve God for you. And when other people have gone away or other people have left, that's one of the problems. Listen, it's great to have Christian fellowship. It's great to have Christian friends. But you better not put your faith in those people. You better put your faith in Jesus. You better have a relationship with Him. I know people who are so caught up in their relationships with their friends and their family and people around them, they don't have a vertical relationship with the Lord. And if that friend or family fails them, they're gone. They're, they don't know what to do because all their faith is in a person. And this again, it's good to have friends. But it's better to have a good relationship with Jesus and trust Him tonight. Amen? So keep your faith alive. And number three, pray in that purity. Pray, pray, pray. When, you've done, when you're finished praying, pray some more. Sorry, four, what I say? Three? Okay, thank you. All right, glad you're paying attention. Don't even remember saying three. Pray in purity. Amen. How many prayed today? Let me see your hands. If you didn't pray, pray now. <laughs> pray in five minutes. Amen. If you didn't pray. That's kind of weird because we just prayed in church. So I don't know what you were doing when we were praying. We prayed for the offering. We prayed for the, after the praise and worship. Amen. So I don't know. You might be somewhere else. But that's, that's why it's good to come to church. At least you get to pray at church. We have a prayer room back there. You can pray for church. We're going to have prayer at the altar. You can pray after church. If you go through a service in Victor Road Outreach and haven't prayed, you're, you're on a different planet. How many are following me? Pray. And pray by night before you go to bed. And pray during the night. And pray when you get up and go to the bathroom. And pray when you wake up in the morning. And pray at 10 o'clock. And then pray at noon. And then pray again at 3. Pray all day long without ceasing, the Bible says. Pray, 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 pray. If you stay praying, you're going to stay pure. Pray in purity. Now I'm going to close with this. Question we ask ourselves. We're all asking ourselves this. And I want you to go to Luke 6 to finish. Luke chapter 6. How am I going to finish tonight? How am I going to stay pure? Amen. Amen. Now you can't keep your wife or husband or child or father or mother or co-workers heart pure. You can only keep your heart pure. You need to guard your heart. So we'd ask ourselves tonight, and this is a good question, is my heart pure? Now, part of that's already answered if you ask that. Okay, I didn't, I, I didn't know. I don't know who asked that, but I'm just saying, if inside of you during this message, you've been saying, is my heart pure? I would be willing to say it probably is because you're asking. How many, how many understand that, what I'm, what I'm saying with that? When you're asking those questions to God, he sees those questions. He sees the inadequacy. He sees the fragileness of our spirit. He sees our hearts. He listens. He's paying attention. And we think, God, am I pure? Just the fact that you're asking means you are trying to be pure and you are walking in a pureness. It's the ones who could care less that don't. They're thinking about something else. So how would I know, though? Aren't you glad there's a way we can know? I'm going to show you tonight how we can know. I was thinking about this all day today. I was here studying. How do I know? How do I know if my heart's pure? How many want to know? Let's look at Luke chapter 6. Let me show you. Let me see where I want to go. Verse 43 A tree is known by its fruit. For a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree, this is a good, good verse to underline, every tree is known by its own fruit. Okay, now stop there just for a second. I'm going to finish in a second. The, the verse is up above that, up in 37 down to 42. How many have ever been talking to somebody and they say, don't judge me? Right, right? that's the best word in the world to try to get the eyes of, of someone off their sin. Right. Don't judge me. Or who are you to judge? And there's some truth to that. But the problem with that is, is we don't have to judge because your actions judge you for yourself. That's what we need to remember. When you're when you're looking at somebody and you're trying to judge them, you need to look at their fruit. And if you are a person that is wanting people not to judge you, then you need to think about the fruit that you're bearing. How many are following me? How do I know if my heart is pure? How do I know if I'm walking the way the Bible says? Because I will bear fruit. And if, if, I, if my heart is pure, then unpure things are not going to come out. And if I'm unpure, pure things cannot come out. That's what the Bible says. And so it's a simple thing that God uses in nature. We've got a few fake plants around here. There's no way if that had a root and it was in the ground and it was an apple tree, there's no way that tree is going to bear oranges. It's an apple tree. And you would walk by that tree in a time of season, of course, that that the fruit is growing. And if you saw a bunch of trees of apples and you saw one tree that had no fruit, you would know that that tree is not bearing fruit. Because that tree is supposed to bear apples. Amen? And it's impossible for that bad tree to bear good fruit. Just like it's impossible for a good tree to bear bad fruit, the Bible says. God is using a very simple explanation here. So you need to start asking yourself one of two things. Two things tonight, actually. You need to do both. You need to st- first always start with you. You need to look in the mirror and you need to ask yourself, Am I bearing fruit? is there fruit in my life can is it visible is it something people can see okay are you following me are y'all still here okay is there fruit am i bearing fruit am i doing something am i winning souls am i do other people want to be around me am i am affecting people in a positive way am i touching lives are people talking good about me that's bearing fruit okay and then on the other side if you are again we're all judgmental and we all watch people we all look at people we all criticize people we all talk about people we all think about people i just said a bunch of things we shouldn't be doing but we do we're always looking at other people and we're always you know pointing fingers and we're always trying to figure out what everybody else is doing wrong or what everybody else is doing right we need to focus more on our own lives focus on our own walk You'll bear much more fruit. Write this down. You'll bear much more fruit in your life if you'll stop trying to worry about the tree on the other side of you. Amen. Water your own tree. Come on, guys. I'm not mad at you. I'm telling you the truth. Keep your heart pure. Work on your tree. Work on your fruit so that your tree will bear fruit and so that the other people around you will say, man, how in the world are you bearing such good fruit? That looks so good. That tastes so good. Can I have some? How, how do I get that in my life? And, and, and then find out what they're doing to bear fruit. Amen. And then look what it says. Oh, sorry, I didn't finish that point. So if we're doing that, if we're looking at people, if we're watching them we're questioning, I wonder if they're really, I wonder if they're really saved. Hmm. Got that lean. I'm not looking at anybody. I'm looking at a chair back there right behind Phil. <laughs> I saw you, Phil. I wonder if they're saved. I wonder if they're really, really I wonder what they do at home. I wonder if they pray. Do they pray when they're not here? I wonder what they listen to in the car. I wonder what kind of movies they watch. All these questions we get, right? We, we all, oh, I wonder, I wonder. Well, guess what? Look at their lives. Look at their families. Look at their work. Look at their walk. Look at, see if there's any fruit around. And if there's fruit, they're walking with God. Cause you can't deny fruit. A fruit tree cannot bear fruit if it's not good. Can you say amen? Amen. Now watch this as we close. Luke 6, where was I? 44. Let's read that again. Every tree is known by its own fruit, by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns. Nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. I don't know if that's the same as ramble. (laughs) Ramble, ramble, ramble. A good man, watch this, let's finish this. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. Right. Amen? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Musicians, you can come as long as everybody doesn't turn me off. Think about that tonight. That was, that was something I was thinking about even in the prayer room. What, what do I say? What words are coming out of my mouth? I'm going to get down here where you're at tonight, Wednesday night. Amen? What's, what am I saying? Are my words uplifting? Are my words encouraging? Are my words blessing? Are my words life? Or are they death? Or are they curse? Or are they bad? Or are they negative? I can always find something. I can look at his pants and there's a little string hanging off. And I could focus on a little string hanging off instead of how nice his jeans are. (laughs) Amen? Not picking on you. You're my buddy, right? You get what I'm saying, though? Or that's just the style. Yeah, that's the style, but I'm picking on the little string hanging off. Amen. We can't be that way and bear good fruit. But if you got to realize, if you need to ask yourself, if I talk that way and think that way and act that way, how is my heart? Is my heart pure? I don't say this to condemn us, church. I say it because we need to think about it. And we need to be right. We need need to be pure. And we need to watch what we say because the Bible says every word we speak, there is no idle word. There's no idle word. When I read that once, when I began to study, I said, Oh God, every word I speak is recorded. It got quiet in here. So we need to think before we speak. And we all make the mistake. We all talk about people. We all say things to people we don't mean. How many have ever said something when, oh man, I wish I would have said that. Man, and you regret it, but you can make it right. And go back to that person and say, I did not mean to say that. I'm sorry. And if, and if it's real, they'll accept that. They'll know because out of the abundance of my heart, my out of the abundance of my mouth, my heart speaks. Okay, whatever comes out, is, is coming from here okay and every once in a while if our heart is, even if our heart is pure some things are going to slip out we got to grab it because we're human but I'm talking in a general idea here at and so this is really important as you're, as you're saying God what if I die today is my heart pure what if I died in four weeks is my heart pure what if you came back tonight is my heart pure I think it's a good attitude to have. Amen. And I believe all of us want that. We're here on a Wednesday night. God is my heart pure. And so I want you to I want you to walk in that every day, every week, every month. And I want you to think, God, how can I keep my heart pure? And if you feel like your heart is not in a place of purity tonight, praise the Lord because you got an opportunity to say, God, help me get it right. Help me get it right. You might have had it good six months ago, and in the last six months, you just slowly let that heart become Contaminated by who you've hung around with or who you've talked to. Amen. You're gonna you're going be influenced. Some people would say, I was reading this today, some people would say, Man, Jesus was with the sinners. Yeah, but he didn't get contaminated by the sinners. He he rubbed off on them. If you tell me that you can go hang out with sinners and they're gonna they're gonna come get saved, and you're good. But somebody's influencing somebody amen that's why in in the wicked world we live in we've got to surround ourselves with people who can lift us up amen how many know tonight in this place all around there's strength because we have each other there's a strength amen there's people in here that you can go to war with that you know you can say would you pray with me and they'll pray man you better be thankful for that tonight i am I need some prayer. Pray for me. And they'll pray. You need some prayer. When you ask me to pray for you, I pray for you. And I try to pray for you right then. Because I'm not going to remember it later. I try to stop what I'm doing right there and I pray. Amen. I'm not trying to put myself on a pedestal. I'm just saying we need to pray for each other. And there's a blessing to know that as we keep our hearts pure, we're surrounded, the Bible says, by a cloud of witnesses. Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes tonight keeping our hearts pure. Number one, we stay in the Word. Love the Word. Desire the Word. But don't only desire it, walk in it. Apply it. Number two, stay clean. Stay away from things that would dirty your life. Stay away from from influences that would cause you pain. Stay away from things that are going to creep in and bring back old lifestyles, old thoughts Old spirits, watch out for those spirits that you can get around that can come back and a- attack you. And they're called familiar spirits. Yeah. On that note, as you're listening tonight, just think with your heads bowed and eyes closed, just think tonight just for an example of, of if you were ever walking in sin and you weren't saved yet. Many are here that are older and they, maybe when they were younger they didn't know Jesus and, and there were songs you used to listen to. And, and you might have done some bad things listening to those songs, whatever it was. Partying or relationships or fighting or uh, drugs or whatever. And, and now when you hear that song, something comes back. You know what I'm talking about. That familiar spirit comes back to you. That's just an example of how we have to guard ourselves and keep ourselves pure and clean from the surrounding things in this life. And as we do that, we are actually expressing faith. And we're saying, God, I trust you and I believe in you. And then we stay in prayer, church. We stay in prayer. Pray without ceasing, the Bible says. Pray, pray, pray. Talk to God. Say, God, help me. Help me stay pure. And then we'll know by the fruit we bear If our heart is pure and if you ask yourself tonight, am I bearing fruit and you don't feel like you are, say, God, help me bear fruit. Give me a clean heart. Give me a pure heart. How many tonight all over this place?